0: Good morning, LL Nation. This is the Lucky Lefty Podcast. I am your guy at SD2 Mike's Sean Davis, waiting for Malik to jump in. He told me to go ahead and start early. We do have our winner for the tickets to the Fiesta Bowl. We'll make that announcement towards the end of the show. Today is your show. I want to say happy holidays and Merry Christmas to everyone. Hope everyone is staying healthy and safe. And um, let's take care of each other, right? I don't care which side of the coin you fall on as far as vaccines and all of that. Ultimately, we want the same thing. We want to be able to live healthy lives. So let's do that. Let's help each other do that. And let's keep moving forward and enjoy Notre Dame football on January the 1st. So in this episode, like I said, we're going to get to your questions. And, um, you know, All the rumors started breaking yesterday, but Lucky Lucky Podcast kind of gave you the uh, breadcrumbs and clues two episodes ago. We told you that the offensive line coach situation was going to make most Notre Dame fans very happy when things finally came out. uh, More than likely, the real announcement won't be until like days after I'll probably say the third or fourth of January. That hire might become official or probably will become official. And right now, it's just a matter of uh, dotting the eyes and crossing the t's, and we'll talk about that. And I'm sure Malik is very happy because it's one of his favorite coaches from his time at Notre Dame. So, uh, what else do we have to talk about today? I want to get it. I wanted to get to some Kyrie G stuff. Uh, enter the transfer portal. Uh, we reported yesterday, or oh, I think it was two days ago that he kind of read the writing on the wall uh LSUD commit that was added to the 2020 class very late and yo it's just just in general it's difficult for 17 to 18 year, year olds to go away from home but you know you go from a totally different culture in the south you come to the midwest And if you don't have football, man, because for most of these players, football is their piece. It is their therapy to get away from the ills or the things that they deal with in life. And when they're not playing and all they have is classes and books, that's a very difficult transition for some people. So, and on top of that, I think with uh, the elevation of Xavier Watts and Ramon Henderson, I think Kyrie figured that it was the best opportunity for him. To go find opportunity elsewhere, so uh kudos to that young man and everything he's done. Uh, he was a model guy from everything that I've heard. Really, wasn't a, a problem for the coaching staff or the program, and he's just making a decision to go more than likely closer to home and to get an opportunity elsewhere. So, much success to that young man. Absolutely, Michael Johnson. We appreciate you, man. Merry Christmas to everybody out there. All of you guys that tap in with us each and every day, Bl Foster, Fifteen, TGS, Merry Christmas, y'all, Eugene Williams, we appreciate it. Two worker, Merry Christmas, Irish faithful. Oh man, excuse me, guys. I don't know where the heck that came from. Anthony Stafford, <laughs> what's TGS stand for? Asking for a friend. Uh, That's hilarious. Juan Lozada, Merry Christmas, Irish Nation. Let's see, Michael Johnson, the future of indie football is in good shape. Nick will be retiring in five or six years. Dabo is falling, falling, and they might leave OSU. That's interesting because, man, I don't know what Nick Saban is taking, man. I thought Nick Saban would probably be retiring. Five years ago, I thought he would be retiring in a couple of years. So I had targeted like 2023, 2024. And, you know, he keeps getting stronger. The program keeps getting stronger. And he keeps attracting great coaching staffs. Great coaching staffs. So, and ultimately, Dabble's probably going to be the successor there. So Alabama, even after Nick Saban leaves, that program is probably still going to be pretty decent. He's going to leave it in really good shape. So if it's five, six years before he leaves, then you tag on another two to three just because he's going to leave the cupboard full. And there you go. But at at some point you think you will be able to negative recruit Alabama, right? Just based upon the fact that Nick Saban can't stay there forever. Like there's no way Nick Saban can coach forever. And because of that, we should be able to negative recruit against Alabama. I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to stop from sneezing on air. Give me a second. Don't you hate that, man, when that sneeze comes right to the edge and you think it's about to happen, and then all of a sudden it just goes away? I don't know what the heck is going on. I woke up. I'm good. I don't have – I know I don't have – uh, covid so we asked you guys yesterday today was going to be about the one thing that you want under the christmas tree the one thing you want for notre dame football now let's be realistic because we all can say yo we want a national championship under the christmas tree in 2022 but give me something besides that that you would like under the christmas tree for notre dame football but you want it to happen in 2022. The one thing it'd be something as simple as a linebacker coach, new wide receiver coach. Let me know who that receiver coach would be. We'll get to it. Juan Lozada says Fiesta Bowl victory. Well, I guess that's pretty simple. Start right there with a Fiesta Bowl victory. I've been, man, I've really been digging on film. I just watched the Oklahoma State-Oklahoma game. I've seen the Big 12 championship game three times. And uh, last night I dug in on the Oklahoma State-Oklahoma game. Uh, Oklahoma used a lot of I, I, I wish I could really talk to Lincoln Riley and ask him, why did you come into this game and use the two running back set more against Oklahoma State? Uh, was it for protection? Um, because their H back made a lot of big plays. And I think I, I kind of connect that H back making big plays in that game to the tight ends for Baylor that made big plays in the big champions, big 12 championship game. And I told you that Oklahoma state has a very cohesive defensive unit, but they're slow in the linebacker position and on the back end. And if you get Notre Dame's wide receivers and tight ends in space, they should be able to do damage. So, in my opinion, Oklahoma State's going to come out early and really try to rattle Jack Cone. Especially Kyron Williams, one of the things he did better than anything was pick up blitzes. And I really think they're going to test the young running backs, come out early, try to get the Jack Cone, rattle him and make him unsettled, and more than likely, they feel like that's going to unsettle the entire offense. So for me, early on, quick screens, bubble screens, getting it out to the receivers, getting my athletes swing passes, getting my athletes in space, I think that's going to be the key. And if you can, bring Tyree and Logan Diggs into the backfield, release one, and that kind of gives the linebackers a decision to make especially if they want to play zone Oklahoma State doesn't go man unless it's like third down second and long but they play a lot of zone they know they can pressure with their front four so they like to play a lot of zone behind that cover three and with that being said yo I just really feel like if if they're gonna do that Michael Mayer is gonna have an incredible day incredible day like MVP type day, Michael Mayer might end up with 100 yards, like seven catches, 100 yards, two touchdowns. So let's get to some of your things you want to talk about. Oh, I see this. Michael Park says, Nico or Dante? All right, Michael, you're going to have to make a decision, my bro. Make a decision. Give me one. If you had to choose between Nico, I am a believer. I am gonna believe. Not I am a believer, but I am a believer in Nico. I am a believer. Or Dante Moore, who would it be? Uh, Let's see. Captain and Coke 70, I would like a five-star quarterback. Hmm. Which class? 2023, which class? Man, you guys give me one second.
1: What's up, bro? We back in it. I have to show you.
0: Look at
1: that. And we have to end the debate right now. I don't know if you know. Oh, he got off. As soon as I got on, I had to end the debate.
0: No, I just put you a solo shot. I wanted to get
1: you. I, I got no. you right here. You
0: got the Mariah
1: cookies? Got the Mariah. Hold on. We got to get in. Got to get into the back. And we got to show the difference, man. We got to show what,
0: the difference. Tell me what have you tasted them yet?
1: So here we got an oatmeal raisin.
0: Oh, this is what we're doing to start the show? <laughs> this is what we're doing to start the show?
1: And here we got a chocolate chip.
0: <laughs> Let me see that, cho- that chocolate chip. That that chocolate chip is looking real skimpy on the chip. We hear
1: the set of the difference now. Because I need people to realize and
0: see the difference between the two. Oh, that's beautiful. Hold that up to the camera. That's beautiful. Ooh, the oatmeal raisin looks fire. This is
1: what Notre Dame needs, though. We need one of these guys.
0: It's not enough chips.
1: Not enough chips. We don't, don't, need, that, we
0: don't need that chocolate chip cookie.
1: See, that's the, that's the misconception because it's on the inside. But the range of nah. the talent
0: is on the inside. That cookie looks a little suspect, bro. <laughs> That's That's what's up, man.
1: I just had to show you, man. What's up, man?
0: So, of course, we asked everybody LL Nation, like, yo, what would you want under the Christmas tree for Notre Dame football, right? And I think we might get into, like, some uh, Christmas movies, right? Okay. Towards the end of this, we got a super chat. <laughs> not too He's not gonna let it go, bro.
1: <laughs> I can't let Daniel go,
0: man. Daniel maybe, you can order, maybe you can order your new PC on DoorDash and have it delivered.
1: Hey, just make it all one stop shop because I'm tired of uh, <laughs> the game's gotta stop. You know, I thought it was the Grinch. It's almost Christmas time. I thought
0: it was the Grinch that stole my DoorDash, man. So, so Better Agency, he said that he wanted Nico or Dante more.
1: You know, I definitely wouldn't mind getting a Nico or a Dante because then I would know that we're recruiting in the game. Yeah. You know, Which sometimes one,
0: you just gotta. If you, you had to. Go ahead. If you had to choose right now between the two.
1: I'm going with Dante because he's a Midwest guy. And there's gonna be a lot of cold games that you got to play. There's something about Cali quarterbacks in that cold. Doesn't always uh, get a consistent win for you. So I know Dante used to that Canada cold up there in Detroit almost. So I think he'll be fit for more uh, environments.
0: Let's see. I'll, you know what? I'm just going to be contrary and just go ahead and say I'll take Nico.
1: Okay. Look, we're not losing either way.
0: <laughs> we appreciate the super chat Merry Christmas to you and your family man safe travels to everybody that's out there on the road or either taking planes in the next couple of days
1: is it snowing out there what's the weather like in Chicago No,
0: baby we pulling grills out it's 50
1: pulling grills out oh, man, we're a grilling good
0: Christmas for Christmas in Chicago. we're grilling for Christmas my brother
1: oh man hell yeah it's raining over
0: here I thought it never rained in Southern California
1: Man, that must have been, I must be in the wrong Southern California. It's raining two days straight out
0: here. <laughs> Michael Johnson said he would like Golden Tate or Steve Smith as wide receiver coach at Notre Dame.
1: That's that NFL we're looking for. We get an NFL receiver type coach. I promise you it'll, it'll be the same effect. Oh, Golden Tate has been like,
0: wasn't he like recently fighting somebody over his sister or something?
1: Oh, I'm, uh, I'm not referring so much to Golden Tate because Golden Tate, I think some players are better players than coaches. And I think he has more of a player personality than a coach personality.
0: Okay. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> that makes sense. Enough said. Look, man, this is my thing, right? Brian Dimbo is if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, so is Trading Places. Love both movies. Uh, Trading Places is definitely a Christmas movie. Definitely. Definitely a Christmas movie.
1: Cause how uh, do you understand. enjoy it? Or not yeah, you can't enjoy it. Not I
0: understand the debate with Die Hard, right? Because it's really an action thriller movie that just happened to be based in a timeline surrounded by Christmas. The yeah. theme is not Christmas based, no. So people want to argue back and forth that it's not a Christmas movie. But, I mean, I it doesn't bother me either way.
1: Yeah, this is the time when you're watching all the good movies, anyway. So
0: it'll, it'll come down the list. I see. Steve Vitron says, "Great success for Coach Freeman going forward. Patience is a virtue with our new head coach." I think you kind of yeah, just keep that in mind. Yeah, you talked about that. We need to pump the brakes and realize. I've talked to a lot of people offline, and they are really putting a lot on this first game next year, and it's like, yeah. Whoa. Like, dude, first of all, Ohio State is, is a good team.
1: It's, it's very formidable. We're not talking that was one of the teams that got the 15, 16, 17, five stars.
0: Yeah.
1: That was one of those teams. And there's right. only three teams in the country that are like that. Like, let's right. just let's just keep it realistic for a second. I don't even know if we got more than six on the roster from the first year of recruiting. Right. So let us, let us get halfway in five stars before we start talking about disappointing first games. I mean, good grief, they're still there.
0: Yeah. Let's <laughs> uh, see. Be hard, 1074. <laughs> top three recruiting class in 23. That's, that's doable. Especially the way the defensive side of the ball has started. That's very doable.
1: I think it's even more doable. We beat Ohio State. Now, that's Speaking mm. down the road, but
0: right, right, right.
1: That's that's what's going to turn the tide for a five star. He see that on TV. Yeah, the program's trending in the right direction. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, Marcus Freeman's a cool guy. But if we're beating a team like that, we can attract the the amount of guys, not the right guys, the amount of five stars that we would need.
0: Yeah, I can rock with that. You got stoic behavior. I would rather take Trey Holtz or Kerry Colbert. Over Golden Tate,
1: I'm like I mad. said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put Golden Tate on the top three coaching whistlers.
0: Yeah, Gary, <laughs> Gary Colbert was definitely a technician, a yeah. wide receiver as a player, so he's probably a really good coach. Yeah,
1: I think if anything, he just keep a young, a young coach.
0: Yeah, don't tell Driscoll it's not a Christmas movie. Oh man, yeah, yeah him and Vince. I've been going back and forth about Christmas movies, man. So <laughs> I can't wait to see that show that they put on today. Anthony K. Shea, if Tommy develops TV 12 how do you think it will affect our recruiting on the offensive side of the ball? I think that cements us in the top five programs. Well, I think we honestly I think we're already submitted as a top five program.
1: You're I mean, of all time, we're definitely top no, five. No, just right now. Oh, yeah, right now we're top five. I think that the graphic showed it as well. I mean, for having one five-star and being having talent that's ranked amongst the 15, 16, 17 five-star teams and to be right underneath them without that, it shows that we really got a a program that's strong and consistent. But I really want the recruits to be like, I want to play with Tyler Buckner. So Mm -hmm. hopefully we see this year coming up, an attractive uh, resume coming from Tyler Buckner to where these five-star recruits are like, man, that Tyler kid, he out there getting the ball out, you know, spreading the love. I want to be on something like that. So yeah. hopefully he becomes an attractive recruit himself Yeah, playing in that position, and that'll help bring the development on the offensive side of the ball from playmaking situations. Just like the same effect it had at Oklahoma. When they got Spencer Rattler, all the top receivers wanted to commit because they came out of high school with him. they seen him. they know he was good. So that was an easy uh, package deal yep. to be able to attract the right type of talent at the quarterback position if he develops. Now, if he's a Jack Cone, you know, where he's just a, a guy that's there almost, it'll be a little harder to get those Debo Samuels of the world. You know, yep. those, those guys that we really need to push the needle on offense.
0: I got BL Foster 15 wishing for a CFP date with BK and LSU. Hey. You know what? Both programs have to figure out the quarterback. I yeah. think we know who the starting quarterback more than likely will be. Yo, they just lost. LSU lost their starting quarterback from last year. He's in the transfer portal. Walker Howard star recruit, they got him. More than likely, they go into the transfer portal to try to get a veteran.
1: Yeah, I mean, Coach Kelly has proven the one-year transfer at quarterback can can work. Uh, if you get the right guy, I think the guy that they had uh, recruited at Notre Dame with Jack thought it was the right fit and the right move.
0: Yeah.
1: Was he the best quarterback in the portal? At that time, probably not, but he was the right fit. So I would expect uh, LSU to follow more of a fit than it is a a screen popper that they would recruit. Also, on the other hand, we should try to go get a screen popper at quarterback if we're going to get a quarterback transfer.
0: Yeah, facts. Facts. Matt Anderson, the number one ranked right now as far as the recruiting class of 2023, five of the seven are defensive recruits. So Marcus recruits him. If he can recruit offense like he can recruit defense, then the sky's the limit. Like, I agree. Like, a top three recruiting class, you do. So that means beating Ohio State, Texas AM, and m Alabama. That's it. And Georgia. Like, those are the four that you have to jump over to get there. I don't know what Texas AM and did this year, dude. It must have been NIL money. Stocking, you know,
1: Tesla, because you know, they Tesla, moved
0: down oil, you know, oil, all types of stuff. Man, that <laughs> that's the line class they had, they had a quarterback. I didn't like the film on the quarterback that they got, but I will say this uh, Peyton Bowen, we talked about Jackson Arnold who did Texas yesterday, is wide receiver, uh, Peyton Bowen, who's also a safety. We talked about positionless football and Notre Dame just getting athletes. Peyton Bowen's another one of those dudes. His brother, Eli Bowen, could possibly be another recruit that Notre Dame latches on to. But Peyton Bowen, it looks like in the days or the weeks to come, could very well be uh, committing to Notre Dame. And and that right there would be huge, right? Because if you get him, then Carnell Tate, you still want him? But if you don't get them, okay, we got Peyton Bowen. we don't get Carnell Tate, then we can get Malik Elzey And we can go get some of these other kids. Now, because, like you said, it's about going out and getting athletes and screen poppers. That's what it's about. Because in high school, everybody plays two-way.
1: Yeah, everybody plays two-way in high school.
0: Everybody, except, like, Dante Moore doesn't play two-way. Nico doesn't play two-way. But, heck. We had three quarterbacks in our roster that play linebacker just out of the 2022 class. Yeah, so sure I mean, that's that's high school football for most kids. Uh, Omar Austin, we appreciate the super chat. Don't forget, guys, subscribe, share, like, let everybody know. We spend a different Lucky Lucky Podcast. You can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Just put in the search A2S Network and you'll see Lucky Lucky Podcast pop up. That's A2S Network to get to us on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for all the great content, guys. Merry Christmas, LL Nation, go Irish. Yeah, so we are we haven't gotten to the meat and the reason why we came on today, we wanted to get to your questions first so we can really dig deep into it. And so I can see, you know, my dude, I can see the smile on his face. Uh, let's see. Matt D. Cornell is the number one receiver in the 20, 2023 class. Go, gotta get him. Nah. No, you don't. No, we don't. You don't have to get him. And, dude, look, you don't have to get him. There's too many screen poppers in this wide receiver class to feel like we gotta get this dude, and if we don't get this dude this early on, then it's a failure. Nah, It's not. It's not. To me, the most important thing going into the offseason is retaining the wide receivers you have. Yeah. Keeping Leon Cole's in and keeping Lorenzo Styles. That that's to me, that's part of the
1: 2023 class. Like that's a that's a foundation piece, right? Here. Absolutely. That
0: in the room. Absolutely. If you lose Carnell Tate, all right, cool. Go get the number two receiver. Go get the number three receiver. Go get the number four. It's a bunch of screens. Sprang- they all good. There's a bunch <laughs> of screen poppers at that position in the 2023 class. So I'm not, swe- I'm, not like, I'm not. like everybody else. I'm not sweating Carnell Tate like that.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely not no, sweating not. It only because it's like, it's similar to the receiver class of this last year. You had Jalen Waddle, you had all yeah. like Devontae Smith. So you got guys that you can use in different fits, but multiple guys can fit. Carnell Tate is an obvious choice, but you look down that list, Yeah, I think we'll be pretty comfortable with anything in that top 10 from this class moving forward.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, Matt. Yeah, all the oil money went to that recruiting class at Texas A&M. And uh, I agree with you, Michael, Michael Rudiker. We definitely have a good shot at Cardinal Tate. We definitely have a good shot at Cardinal Tate. So uh see somebody else. Let me get to this one right here. Uh, here we go I think Matt D brought up a point said problem is and we'll get to this Uh, you know here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast you know we don't stress being first we're not one of those shows like we're not in the fight we're not in the race to be first that's why we spin it different so two days ago when we told you, or when I said, stop worrying about the O-line coach situation. Like, it's good. Yeah, I pretty much guaranteed that. Like, yo, you're going to be happy with the O-line coach situation. I knew that Harry Heastan was headed back to Notre Dame. All right? You see that smile? You see that smile? You see that smile?
1: That's right. That's right. Because now I see I see a, a very strong future in national championship games.
0: So we knew that uh, just didn't want to release it at that point in time because we were waiting for other things on the back end of that, a connection to that. And we can come ahead and talk about it, you know, because right now it's really about whether or not – and remember the clue I said was they're good for the next two to three years and hopefully for the next 10 years. Yes. And so in connection with that, here he stands coming back more than likely contract. You know, the contract is being worked out. The announcement is going to come after the Fiesta bowl more than likely, but now it is who is going to be the successor. Who are they bringing in along with him? That's younger. That can do the bulk of the recruiting. Because that's really not Harry's strength. And, you know, Marcus Freeman. It's really not. It's not. not. He's
1: a great recruiter because he has a great resume. And when you see him at campus. Yes. And you watch him at practice. You're like, oh, I want to come because of that. He's a real, you got to come in and see me type of guy. (laughs)
0: Like, the greatest thing Notre Dame can do once they make it official is after the NFL season has Zach Martin and Quentin Nelson come back and take a photo with him.
1: But the thing is, they do come back. They'll come back to get a workout in. They'll come back just because they love
0: Harry Heistand. So,
1: right. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's gonna that's gonna have guys still playing, coming yeah. coming back in their bye week because they got a lot of respect for stand. That'll be great for recruiting. You you see Ronnie Stanley, Quentin Nelson, and Zach Martin standing standing right there. You're like, oh my gosh, that's three hundred million dollars in between the three of those guys. You know, that's it's a lot of money in there. So a lot Yo, of pancakes, a lot of blocking. I so can just see it now.
0: I can just see it now. Like a big picture of those three big guys with Harry just standing in the middle. It just made like you
1: know where to sign. You know That's where right. to
0: go. That's right. Because
1: right he's not gonna win you over the phone. He's not gonna make you feel like, man, this guys a great orator. Right. He just been speaking them sweet nothings in my ear. They'll be like, hey, uh <laughs> Watch your film. There's a lot of shit I want to work on. <laughs> so you got to fall in love with Coach Easton through the through the process of watching him work well, see, and the benefits
0: you get. It's not so much, and you you know him, right? You get the successor, and there's two ways you can really be good at recruiting. One is your resume, right? Yeah. Because I think Coach Larry Johnson at Ohio State is the same way. Like He's one of the best recruiters of defensive linemen. Going back to his days at Penn State, he's not loud, you know. But he's like a father figure. He has a long list of D linemen going high in the draft from Penn State Mm -hmm. and Ohio State, and he rests on that. And he's going to talk to you and tell you. Plain and simple, this is what I'm going to do to you. He's not about to call you every day. He's not about to be – Harry's that type of dude. Like, I'm not about to call you.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. no, I'm not. I'm going to talk to no. you. Because the only reason I'm not calling you because I'm coaching. I'm on coach your And I'm at home with my family. It's really Right, that.
0: right. And I'll tell you <laughs> every – out man, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do for you. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm that's how
1: Saving a- was. Saving was. was very like that. I'll never forget my call with Saving. And it's like they build it up. They're like, we're going to put you on the phone with the, the head man in charge. You know, he didn't even call it. Nick said it's said head man in charge. Right. And he gets on the phone. And it's almost like an automated voicemail. You know, you don't really. You be like, hey. And then he just goes on give you his little 30-second you know, elevator pitch.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then he's like, what you think? You No, matter mm-hmm. fact, he didn't even ask me what I thought. He was like, that's what we got. You Come up. We'll put you back on the phone. Our guy will bring you up the school, you know. It's Alabama. You know what's going on. Right. <laughs> and it was such a perfect. That was my first like. It wasn't a, hey man, how's your family? You know, you done seen your tape and senior year going great. It was, man, you know what's going on. This is you no know, Alabama football. You've seen, <laughs> you've seen the NFL players, you've seen the championships. What else you want? We got it. <laughs> 30 seconds. It was a 30 second phone call. So that's just the difference. And he stand is a lot like that. Yeah. But, it, but another difference too is Elston is a lot, has a great resume, but he doesn't he can't recruit the same way. You know, Elston gotta sit in and get mama's cooking, gotta call 50 times and check up on you at school. That's Elston's way. But they both have great resumes. Larry Johnson and Elston both have great NFL roster type of resumes for D-linemen yeah it's just a different style
0: and it's all about effort like effort can come in different ways right we pointed out yesterday with the example i gave you look at uh steve kerr who didn't have like a ton of athletic ability but he went out there and played hard but he was playing on the court with michael jordan right and because you see this guy diving on the floor giving maximum effort you think oh man he's playing hard And because Michael Jordan makes it look effortless, you don't feel like he's playing hard. It's like, no, they have two different ways of playing hard and two different outputs of what playing hard looks like when you lack athleticism and when you have athleticism. So don't take it for granted. You know, and Harry's one of those guys that I think people look at him and look at the way he recruits and kind of like, well, man, he really doesn't put a lot of work into it. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely
1: not sexy, but he has it on the back end. If right. you commit, you know, he can get you places if you commit.
0: Yeah, if you're getting McGlinchey and Quentin Nelson, then you obviously can recruit.
1: And I think I think it's just a different respect. I think a lot of players go in with the attitude of coaches going to take care of them when they get there.
0: Yeah. and mean,
1: get disappointed because they find out the guy which is the better recruiter. Harry's the guy. Reverse. Harry's not gonna sell you a bunch of stuff, but when you come in, you're gonna be one of the guys. You're gonna be a family guy. You're gonna learn. You're gonna get better. So that's just a another attractive piece to a program that Marcus Freeman is building. Yeah. At least you know you got a solid trenches O line, D line coach, guys you can trust, guys you can really, you know, take off with. I mean, Harry has a great record in college for. Not only recruits, but the uh, amount of wins because you can be considered those wins. I mean, it's just just great for the program, man. It's a happy Christmas Eve when you get Harry Easton coming
0: back. Man, that's a great gift to put under the Christmas tree for Notre Dame fans and LL Nation. Thanks for the Super Chat, Matt Anderson. Sick of being a lurker. You guys are great. Merry Christmas. We appreciate you. Yo, we appreciate you. it's crazy because that's why, you know, you got – Smart. Smart. So two two episodes ago, we talked about, you know, which positional group is going to be the breakout group in 2023. O-line. That's why I said O-line. Had a little intel. I was like,
1: yeah, I can just imagine,
0: watch this O-line next year.
1: we do... this year healthy. We oh, yeah, he's
0: standing behind him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, O-line just got a lot better today.
0: And you said i think the wide receiver core is definitely one to it
1: deserves it if anybody deserves it on the team that position deserves to pop the most because it's just the narrative you know we're changing the narrative of notre dame as a school that you want to come to making it a, a, a school kids can relate to but the narrative in that receiver room of us not having the amount of uh, success, that like, we need to, like the Ohio State rooms and the Alabama rooms of the world, we can be just like that. So, changing that narrative is through recruiting, is through highlighting those guys on offense. But the trigger man's got to be up to up to par as well. So, hopefully, we get to see that arm that Marcus Freeman keeps talking about, Tyler Buckman, yeah, moving forward.
0: You know, moving forward. And it's funny because you can go to I. Uh, Irish breakdown you can go to the message board and uh, brian driscoll has a very nice breakdown and great intel on really how things came to uh to be and um it was funny because <laughs> he said according to his sources that uh in the middle of the season Harry he was asked to come and help yeah and flat out said no. And the moment Brian Kelly left, Harry He stand called Notre Dame and said, Yo, <laughs> I want to come back. That's that's that that says it all. Like that literally says it all.
1: That's right. Because Coach 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 Kelly's really a hater for real. He ain't gonna <laughs> give no he ain't giving no real love to heast like he deserves. And it's just you know it's off putting because coach Kelly was never really tapped in to what he stand was doing. So whenever coach Kelly would start yelling, it'd just be off putting because it just, it's like, man, you don't miss that boat. We didn't need to about it or it yeah. went over it or we wanted to do something different here. You just, you just coming in and crashing the party. So definitely uh, can appreciate he stand knowing what's he, what he wants to be around <laughs> But man, you know when you get authenticity back into the building, you get a better culture that that comes out of it. And I think he's still coming back on his own will after the things happened at school. How they did just shows that he even knew that the environment was getting better when Coach Kelly left.
0: Yo, for him to call Notre Dame, like yo, I see I'm what ready. you
1: got up there. I'm yeah. ready. I'm coming back.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. You see Harry at the crib on the couch. All of a sudden, sports center breaks in. Yeah, breaking news. It is rumored that Brian Kelly will be the next head coach for the LSU Tigers. <laughs> Harry sits up like.
1: Yeah, yeah. He had, you know say. he got the TV dinner. You know he got the TV dinner. He got to move the TV dinner. Right. To side. He's like, hold on. He's, He's turned had, a the he had the he had big remote up. Had the tray sitting in front of him? Had the tray sitting in front of him. I had to turn that big remote up. Right. That master remote. The master remote go all over right. the house. Right. He said, I had to hear a little closer. He said, let me get on my phone. I had to had to pull the <laughs> extension cord out. Get the dialing up. Yeah. I, I already know. I already know.
0: Boy, he had the rotor, the rotor phone. Like, the rotophone. phone. The phone it damn near the rotophone phone, Calls in right, to the office like, "Yo, is it real? Connect me to, connect me to connect me to Freeman. Give, right.
1: give, give me to the front desk. <laughs> give me give me Swarvik right now. Give me Freeman and Swarvik on the on the conference call. And it's cool because he uh he was the O line coach when Tommy was a quarterback, so I could really see a, a connection there in terms of being on the same page. Yeah. And he's stand really helping Tommy. You know, right. I think if anything he stands – at that age in coaching where he can really be a great assistant to a Tommy Reese, to that staff there that he's got some some years on and just bringing all things together, especially when things get out of whack. You go right down the hallway to one of the greatest references you can have with Eric Easton on how, to, on how to bring it all back together.
0: Oh, I can't hear you. That's my fault. I definitely need it myself. Lucky Lefty podcast with my guy, the original Lucky Lefty himself, Malik Zaire. And just discussing Harry stand man, and what it looks like to be a return to Notre Dame as the offensive line coach. Um, Justin Fry, OC coach, and also O-line coach at UCLA was the other finalist. And, um, you know, man, look. Now that was window dressing. Like Harry Heastan calls you like, yo, I'm back. All right, we gotta go through this process. You know, yeah, I think
1: that I'll nine times out of guys, ten but, yeah. Nine times out of ten, most of these coaches in most of these schools already know who their short list is. You know, I think they give the runaround for the media, but they already them called the guys they really wanted. You know, he oh. like was one of those guys. Well, he stand called us, so it really we yeah. might have didn't even have to put that much effort in for real. And then
0: Harry probably pulled up on campus, dude. He probably didn't even call. Harry just got up, got his keys. Cause you know
1: you know you stay down the street. Right. You know, he don't stay far. You don't
0: <laughs> rolled up like, yo. <laughs>
1: what we doing? In the front.
0: like what His we parking road?
1: space is still there. He right. Because like, he stayed in Lee that long ago. He pulled up right to the same parking space. You're talking about a consistent guy, you know, in the same routine. You know, ain't nothing change over there.
0: Yo, so Eugene Williams says, "Uh, what's y'all's thoughts on Ian Book starting on Monday night football? My thoughts are Sean Payton is an incredible coach. That's it. Yeah. That's he's not going to
1: have – yeah, they're not going to have Ian in no crazy position to where he's got to – No. Drew breeds his way out of there. So if any any place to start for the first time, that's one place you want to be. That's know, a just cool. because yep. you're you're gonna be prepared and he's gonna be in tune enough to not leave you out there to throw four picks and get destroyed in the sack game. But also, you know, you're in a dome. So you got perfect conditions. Mm-hmm. I think Ian is a better talent than a Trevor Simeon, at least. You know, I mean, and Taysom Hill, especially. So yeah. from a from an outside looking in, he definitely sounds like the best option out of the three. And as a rookie man against a team that at the Dolphins, that's a winnable game. <laughs> you know, he got he got some good conditions set to have a, a good first game out there. And shout out to Ian, man. I think you know, if any other quarterbacks through the Kelly Air had the most success, it was him, obviously. But from the best route, I mean he didn't have to go through much like all the other ones did. But it just shows when you don't have to go through that crazy shit, you can have a, a good career. You can have a good career. So More power to Ian, man. It would be great to see him out there get a victory at number 16. Is that his number right? Number 16?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm excited, man. Red Army all day. Hopefully, you know, the guys around him will. I mean, he got Tony Jones starting too, isn't it? Tony Jones, a running back? Yeah. 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 So this is like, you know, this is Notre Dame 2.0, man.
0: Yo, and I mean, look, they just shut out Tom Brady. Straight up. So it will be a very simple game plan. Very simple. They're gonna lean on the your
1: defense. defense. Don't turn it over. You're gonna be you all right.
0: know, They're not facing Tom Brady, they're facing Tua. So it's yeah. like, yo.
1: Big difference.
0: That's all. He'll have to make a couple of throws.
1: But this is They'll where Ian came ball. into his Notre Dame career. Just don't turn the ball over.
0: Right. That's it. You'll be good. You'll
1: you'll you'll get that's your little dubs. Yep.
0: That's who, that's he, who is. he is. Matt Anderson, all right, I forgot. Either Sean or Malik said yesterday that Harry didn't want to coach with Kelly. Dude, first of all, Malik has said that on on this podcast (laughs) months ago. Months ago,
1: plenty of times, all the time.
0: When we were talking about it, hinting that Harry, he's saying, might want to come back or Notre Dame might want him to come back and help Jeff Quinn in the offensive line. We talked about that in the middle of the season right here on Lucky Lucky Podcast. It was all we. Yeah, you were pretty adamant saying, yo, him and Brian Kelly don't do really so
1: But, you know, it, it just shows. Brian Kelly tried to leave Notre Dame and take some guys with him and they wouldn't go. So, you know, from an aspect of him trying to, you know, do it for the third time around and rebuild a program yeah. after all the relationships that you done, you know, had your way with. It does it always return in the favor that you want it. It's not looking like it, but a guy like that, man, that have been through the ring of fire to get that hundred million dollar contract, I'm sure he'll figure something out.
0: Once again, Lucky Lucky Podcast. Malik Zayas, Sean Davis. We're talking about the return of Harry He to the Notre Dame program. Looks to be imminent. Working on contract details. Now, on the back end of this. The other breadcrumb we discussed is it is being reported that Notre Dame would love and like to have former Notre Dame offensive lineman Chris Watt come in, work as an analyst, work as another coach, and to pretty much be the successor for Harry Easton. Once he's done, because I don't see Harry wanting to do this for another five, six, seven years. He might want to. Hey, if that's what he wants to do, I'm all for it. But they want that contingency plan in place when Harry does decide to hang it up. So I think that is something that's right now, I would probably say it's about 50-50. You know, I don't know if that's the move that Chris Watt must, wants to make for his career. If he has better opportunities out there. But if you get both of them in the building. Because this talent on the offensive line. There is plenty of young talent on the Notre Dame offensive line, and 100%. in one
1: hundred percent. You yeah. know, you, that pipeline is still flowing from Harry being nice. Nice. So, I really do think that it'll be a great uh, transition of guard if Chris Watt can come and get his feet wet, and and really take in that and embody that Harry personality and coaching. Learn the tricks of the trade, so it can be a smooth transition of power, almost. Cause, like you said, I doubt he said he wants to do this yeah. ten years down the road, but yeah being able to install himself into a former player that would yeah. was right on the money, just as how he coached it. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't make a better movie script, right? So, hopefully, we do get Chris Watt. I think it'd be a great career booster mm. to have your former head, uh, your former offensive line coach, kind of instruct you. On how to really do it the the right way and give you a little tips, you can add your little flavor to it. So uh, it's a real feel good story. But I know the happiest guy in the room has got to be Marcus Freeman, knowing that he has a security blanket at that position. You know, we know if any everything else fails, we know the O line is going to be better than average going in each game.
0: Yo, so (laughs) another piece of intel. That Brian Driscoll dropped on the message board over Ice right, Breakdown is that uh, when Marcus Freeman got the job, he walked straight down the hallway and told Jeff Quinn, like, yeah, it's a rap, bro.
1: Straight up. That's what it's, first. That's when it's you first. get the hell up out of here. And that's exactly why I said that he.
0: I think you're on mute. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you.
1: I said that's why he's not gonna have any second thought about getting rid of Dale Alexander if he's not doing his job. Right. I think Marcus Freeman, if anything, is gonna make a decision. And he's not gonna make it too late. You know, Coach right. Kelly fortunately got the opportunity to make a decision too late and fire the whole staff, but that doesn't usually happen. Right. 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 Marcus Freeman's gonna get on the fire early and he and he just showed. I'm not surprised by his story because I would have the same thing. I'm like, look, all that spring technique. That, right. that, that we got lost in translation somehow. We got to get that up out of here,
0: man. Get it up out of here. Like that's the last connection to DK up in this piece that we don't want around. When I was, when I heard that, I was like, "Yo, that's wow." Like, it it
1: is, is, but it's not wild. because that's a that's a position that wasn't being held accountable. At the end of the day, nobody had a direct wow. answer for why it wasn't working. We had a bunch of run around, and nobody taking responsibility. Said, "Hey." I need to do my job better, right? And so on top I kinda, of that,
0: Tommy probably seconded.
1: Yeah, Tommy was probably Tommy. standing behind his shoulder, like, yeah, man, you yeah, I'm glad you did that, coach. <laughs> Tommy,
0: Tommy was the concierge on that bad fella, like
1: Cause, yeah. now, he actually ported Marcus Freeman which room it was
0: down the hall. Cause he didn't really get the yeah, he's he said he 201. He's right there. He's he right He just there. got back there, there from one.
1: Right he just got done eating. You go in there right now, catch him before the meeting, so we ain't gotta worry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, so, how do you think this goes, right? Because you know how Harry is, right? You've been in practice with Harry that You know how he is, dude. Like, he's just different. He just coaches different, man. Like, if you got thin skin, don't even come to practice. So, I... what do you think? <laughs> Well, the first time they're in practice, and Marcus Freeman experiences Harry stand and the way he coaches. I the, think it'll
1: be it'll be the first scrimmage because usually the competition is what gets coach really riled up, especially yeah, yeah. If you're working on something before practice. You know they're gonna have to pre-practice, right. so they're gonna you know work on it. And then if that doesn't translate into our live drills, especially it being everybody being more competitive, more energy. Right, right. He stands going to fit right in because you're going to see the real passion. You're going to see it matching Marcus Freeman's energy. Mm. And it's just going to make the team a lot better because it catches you off guard at first because you're like, why is he going so crazy? I thought it – because it looked good to you, but it didn't look right. good to Harry. So he's going to be on the attention to detail heavy. And that – and, and it will finally fit. You know, usually with our boring practices that we had before – Coach, he's standing yelling and looked out of place. He's like, man, this guy is crazy. Get this man out of here. Wow. Now, with the energy being different, with it being more competitive, with it being uh, very more passionate from players and coaches both, Coach, Easton, Coach, he's staying to fit right in. Now, he did come from the NFL with the Bears where he definitely had to curtail some of that personality. So, maybe he's grown since the last time I've, I've been around him, but I doubt it, man. That guy's very, very serious about his guys and he's dedicated to making
0: them better. I through still, hella
1: high water for sure.
0: I still think the first time is gonna get like a, a eyebrow raise from Marcus Freeman. Like, oh,
1: this we brought him back. This,
0: okay, yeah, okay. I heard the stories, but a
1: guy right. like Kane, man, and I don't know if he can survive that type of that coaching. No, you know, Kane. I don't think. I
0: don't no. think.
1: I think that's it's a good and bad because King gonna see what real coaching is like. And the expectation is going to be there. So, it ain't going to be no, oh, you need to do better. You know, you either get better or you get lost. It's one of the two where he's there.
0: That cat, Harry, might actually talk to the head coach now. Because if you watch games, Harry will be all the way at the other end. away <laughs> from Brian Because he
1: wouldn't want to talk to Brian because he wouldn't have – Brian wouldn't have no help or no positive. Coach Kelly just turns and just started yelling, oh, what are they doing? What are they blocking? So – you know, coach. He's gonna take that very serious. Don't be yelling at his guys, man. Only right. he can yell at his guys. So he's like, these are
0: my guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't be yelling at his guys like that. So, <laughs> but you know, coach. he said real respectful, man. He never got out of uh ever got out of line with coach. He just like, look, we just got to do what coach want to do, which is always a good guy to work. Yo,
0: with. that's the coach I love. I had coaches like that coming up. Like yo, scream at me because I could take it. Yeah. I could take it.
1: Well, she like, you have to take it.
0: <laughs> scream at me. If you want to give me a, a nickname, go ahead give me the nickname. You do you only got once to tell me. You don't yeah. have to tell me ever again.
1: And I don't think any of the linemen ever got upset at him talking to them, you yeah. know, because they because they knew he was yelling for a good reason 95% of the time. And that whatever it was, it was something serious that could really help him, you know. Yeah. I think. That's the difference between, you know, some.
0: Co- oh, we just lost my guy. So basically he was talking about um, the difference. Did you get him back. Let's get to it.
1: Oh, man. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I was meaning, you know, that's the difference between coaches that yell at players. You know, how you say, oh, you can't yell at everybody. You got to coach differently. Yeah. If you ain't talking about the right thing, you know, right. Houston is only going to yell at you about something from a technique or from an effort standpoint where you wouldn't get offended because it's like, yeah, hey, that's on me. Right. You know, some coaches get too into it and start talking about mamas and how you was brought up and all type of crap. You know, they get too deep. He stands a very professional cursor outer. You know, he's going to curse you out on a professional. He's a proper, he's a proper cursor. <laughs> yeah, he's a proper cursor where you you like, damn, it's harsh, but I get it, though. You know, he's I proper. get it. <laughs> it's really- it's from, it's the curses from your parents that come out of love, but you like, dang, yeah, I, I, I didn't mean to disappoint you, you know. It's one of them right. curses.
0: <laughs> let's get this tr- super chat, man, Patrick, just swelly. We appreciate you. Much love, Merry Christmas to you and yours. A little off topic, but how does a game plan get put together during the week? How many plays are actually scripted? Um, I guess let's go let's go for a regular season. I, I'm, I'm assuming he says week to week. Let's just stick within the season, regular season, not the bowl.
1: So within the season, it's it's really smooth. You start off Monday. You you watch some film. Well, it's really Sunday. Sunday you kind of get the general who you playing. One second. One second. So generally it starts off Monday. You know, Monday you kick it off. You watching kind of the breakdown. You sit in the team meeting and see the, the other team's roster of who you playing. Get a general feel. You usually watch, you know, maybe one or two games in your team meeting in your position room. Kind of breaking down what the best players are, what do they like to do, that sort of thing. So Monday right. is pretty smooth. Then when you go out to practice on Monday.
0: I think you on mute.
1: Can you hear me? Yeah, I got
0: you.
1: Okay, so then, uh, so then, because Sunday you watch the film, Monday when you go out to practice, you're just doing your basic. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Monday when you get out to practice, you're just doing your basic. Uh, yeah, 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 first down, second down. So you go in, you do your first down, second down plays. This is where you get some of the scripting going. What's the big plays I like? What's some of the the runs that I like? Just early base stuff. Then the next day on Tuesday, you get a little bit more in the detail. You start focusing on your blitz pickup and, and, and some of the different uh sub packages on third down that you'll be facing. So blitz pickup, third down is on Tuesday. Mm. Kind of because you got to start it early enough in the week to get some more reps at it. Right. On Wednesday, it's a working Wednesday. Now we're installing the full growth of the game plan. You're really cleaning up the first down, second down. You got. Your first five of the ten plays scripted, or what you want to come out with, you you know now you're starting to pick different players and scout different players that you want. And then it comes to the Thursday. Thursday is where, as a quarterback, I'm really jumping in the film room. I'm getting my my third down concept plays in my red zone. So now we're working on the red zone. It's always the one of the best things to work on throughout the week because now attention to details is very crucial. You gotta focus. And then on top of that, at this point, you already know the plays that you want to go to. You're executing the different checks. You know, the different, If they, if they give you this? What are you going to do? You respond. Right. Okay. And by Thursday, you're really feeling like you got the total game plan going in. By Friday, I'm going into the game I'm going into the meeting room myself getting my own little script together. So now I'm answering questions that I want to have in the defense. So Third down, I got eight thoughts. Those eight thoughts are predicated off of second, two to three, uh, four to six, and then uh, six, and then seven to ten. And these are all my thoughts I'm going with third down. Usually it's in connection with the offensive coordinator. So on third and two to three, I got the same two thoughts he's thinking, and then we go about calling our plays. So this is about fine-tuning things on Friday. You got to, you know uh, – a perfect practice Friday. So now no balls are touching the ground, you know, where everything is clean, everything is suited to boot like a dress rehearsal. Saturday, you do your walkthrough, get your good night's sleep. You do all your team meetings, 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 meetings. So in the beginning of the week is a lot of practicing. Towards the end of the week is a lot of meetings because you want to stay fresh for the game. And then uh, Saturday when it gets here, I mean, you just put it all together, man. It, it really, if you do it the right way, you go into any environment, you go into any game week, really prepared. The 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 confidence you have to go out there and do your job is at a premium. But where it falters at, and where you say why the teams fade off, it's because in it week nine or ten, doing that same schedule every day, you know that's where the difference comes in on guys that got more focus into it than others, because it's not easy to stay consistently focused week to week
0: yo so before we get out of here we're going to get your clean sheet for what you expect tommy reese to go into those scripted plays yeah. uh, before the end of the show so we're looking forward to that next week we're going to have more breakdown of the fiesta bowl dig a little bit deeper and get into the matchups give them at least three keys to the game and then also don't forget on christmas day we're going to replay our top three shows of the year that's right the most viewed shows of the year we're going to replay christmas day so we'll have a lot of content for you on christmas day if you have time yeah. so we get those early christmas morning because uh man i'm resting christmas day bro i already
1: I'm know, tired. I already I'm
0: tired. know. Today, today is my last show from two to two to six, and I am man. I'm fried. And I still don't want to come home and wrap gifts. I literally just want people to open boxes like here. That's <laughs> the box.
1: And hey, they old enough to know where it's coming from.
0: Man, they know absolutely. Let's see. I got Jeff Fluke off topic. I think one of the biggest things the Irish have been missing during the BK era is swag. They never showed up and played with an attitude that they were the best team on the field. You talked about that and how what Marcus Freeman is doing with competitive uh, practices and one-on-ones and good-on-good, and on good, you talked about how it's going to impact um, Notre Dame and how they come out in big games.
1: 100%. And the swag piece, I really just think it was more, it was stale. It got, it got too much of the same message where it wasn't converting into what we wanted. Mm-hmm. So 12 years of hearing the same thing, it's hard to Hard to get up and have the same swag every year. So with it just being a refresher of not having that last year, right? I think it just would turn up the total team morale and team spirit just because it's it's just different, you know. And I think that's hopefully we can take advantage of this this rejuvenation of our team energy. Yeah. In the early first three or four years and get a championship. Cause after that period, it's hard to keep same intensity up uh, as you creeping into year five, six, seven. So I think that's kind of what happened with Coach Kelly. You know, that 2012, 13, 14 years, that was a, you know, that was early enough. That was that crossover point to where you do it or you don't do it. Damn it. You know, you do it and you win and make a dynasty out of it. Or if you don't win, you'd be in this playoff purgatory we've been in for so long. And so, right. 2012 was that turning point for Coach Kelly at that time. And then after that, the years after, it just became more agonizing and more more dull. You know, even when we went undefeated in the regular season, it wasn't the same excitement as it was in 2012 or even 2015. You know, so it just shows that you can get – I know many people don't say this, but you can get bored with winning. And I think that's something that's rare because you don't get to see 12 years of a head coach no more like that. But 12 years of winning and not coming with championships, it kind of got old for the staff.
0: See, Matt D says, weren't there stories that Eichenberg got his feelings hurt by Harry more than once? Dude, it wasn't just Eichenberg. There's some dudes in the NFL that got their feelings hurt by Harry Heastan. And it was like, feelings exactly.
1: on a on a – it wasn't like a – oh, you talked about me. It was like, dang, I thought I was a better player than what I was. <laughs> you like, damn, was I, I I really was a five-star in high school, or he making me seem like I'm just starting out. Like, I yeah. Know.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, I see. I, we have a couple of questions about Dale Alexander. <laughs> Look, I'm going to say this once again. We've been very adamant. Dale Alexander is basically being interviewed the entire month of december yeah during the practices he's being observed he's being observed on what he does with the recruits in 2023 everybody loves him on the staff tommy loves him marcus loves him and that's it and this is my thing man we got to relax right because if marcus freeman is the one pulling the trigger and agreeing to Harry He stand, then you got to give him some leeway if he does decide to bring Dale Alexander back. That's Either right. you trust him or you don't. That's right. I'm not, about that's to sit the, here, I'm not about to sit here and audit every decision that Marcus Freeman makes. All that matters to me is the output. Right. That's it.
1: I think we all made a general consensus on Quinn. I think it's different than a Dale because Dale was more of a more of a, it kind of just a fire just started Quinn, the house was burning. So that was the easy way to put that one out. He said, Oh, that's an easy change to make with Dale is more uncertain because we've never had so much focus on the receiver position in years. So it's really not so much Dale. It's just an indictment on the the narrative of the position for so long that now in this refresh, we like, you know what? We do need to look at that receiver room a little harder, right? We're so used to saying, oh, we can't score points. That's because of the, the offensive coordinator, because of the coach, because that's the style, because of all these reasons. But when we start clearing away all those big things and start really looking at it, Marcus Freeman saw it from the jump. He's like, you know what? That receiver room, that's been a common denominator that people have been talking
0: about. Right. And I
1: think it's bigger than just the Dale thing. This is just – Looking that's, at our offensive production, you know.
0: That's all we've been saying. People are so focused, man. Stop falling for, you know, Brian Kelly. The Brian Kelly era always gave you scapegoats. Yeah. Always. to steer everything away from him. Always <laughs> gave you scapegoats. <laughs> all the time. Jeff Quinn, scapegoat. Easy. L. Alexander, scapegoat.
1: The strength and conditioning staff, straight scapegoat. Yeah.
0: It's like, yo, hey, my man. You were not the recruiter you needed to be as the head coach, and you didn't set the tone you needed to set. Plus that you didn't lead properly. So now Marcus Freeman is giving Dale Alexander an opportunity under his atmosphere to see if he can live up to that and his expectations. If he can, cool. If he can, like you said, he'll tell him. And we're going to move on. But if he decides to keep Dale Alexander on, relax. Yeah. Relax. Wait a minute. Because the last I checked, he recruited Lorenzo Styles Jr., right?
1: That's what I'm saying. It, it, we, still got, we still got dynamic guys.
0: Was Lorenzo, like. was Lorenzo ready to play when he got his opportunity as a should freshman? have
1: been playing. That's the thing. should have been And playing. he
0: wasn't playing. His reason for not playing had nothing to do with Dale Alexander.
1: nothing to do with Dale nothing Dale, like you gotta let me let the dogs out man
0: so I understand man we and then what people don't want to just go ahead and admit it's like if you're gonna blame Dale then you gotta point to Tommy too
1: and that's what we talked about that
0: quarterback room has been suspect too
1: and that's exactly why I was saying this is a bigger indictment on the the, the offensive coordinator because there's no way you can sit there and blame the receiver room. That's a dependent position.
0: Right.
1: And the quarterback coach is also the offensive coordinator. You mm-hmm. can't tell me them two ain't talking every day about what they're trying to do with the receiver and the quarterback. Right. So, yeah, if Dale's not doing his job, he's got some help on not doing it. <laughs> he ain't – unless he's in there being super combative with Tommy – Right. If that was the case, he would be gone like Jeff Quinn. I don't think it's some I think Marcus Freeman has to be careful of just out Dale because that's out Tommy at right. the same time because Man. it it'll just fall right down the, the stem. If you get a you superstar
0: right.
1: Yeah, if you get a superstar receiver coach, you know, like we've been asking for, and we still not putting up points, then it's gonna fall right on Tommy. So I think Marcus Freeman is just trying to make the right move. And not move too hastily because that's literally like taking a card out of the stack of the house of cards. You know, you don't want to move the wrong piece and the whole thing falls down. So, All right, there's got to be a, a real evaluation, which is going to take time. We got time, and I think this first game with them being able to do their own thing, getting ready for this one, and then getting through the spring and summer is enough time for Marcus Freeman to really make that right move.
0: And you really get to see his coaching chops when you're doing competition one on one. Converting now can, players you know, now, you can say, "Yo, why are the receiver struggling getting off press?"
1: Yeah, because because I know we I know we just switched him over, but he played in right. high school, right? So so I need you to I need you to make that jump for me in his technique because that's what's demanding of the team. We got guys that can
0: play anything. <laughs> that's a fact. And it's like, man, as as fans, we hear these narratives and we hear people on different podcasts and different shows talk about certain coaches and everything, yeah, that's fine. I think all of us will agree that Dale Alexander hasn't really performed up to expectations. But once again, if you're going to say Dale, Dale Alexander hasn't performed, then you got to say Tommy Reeves hasn't performed. That's if right. Name, name that's me right. this. Amy the elite quarterback that has been brought to Notre Dame and developed.
1: Because it's 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 different now than than Jeff Quinn's relation to Tommy. Because Jeff Quinn's relation to Tommy, we we looked at the O line be like, okay, the O-line is clearly disjointed from the total offense because they're not you can see that there's things that they can be fixed individually.
0: Right.
1: When you're talking about the receiver coach now. And then you're looking at our numbers, you're like, yeah, there's something that y'all not talking about in that meeting or getting across in the game plan mm-hmm. to get guys involved. You know, it's bigger than just getting off the of press. It's like, man, we don't see Kevin Austin in some games at all.
0: <laughs> at all.
1: <laughs> and, and we all know watching that he needs to be catching the ball about six, seven times a game. Easily. Easily. Because Easily. That, that can be done. Right. And when you're looking at the offense, you're seeing nothing but Kyron catching passes and running the ball. You're like, wait a minute. I know he's great, but we got some receivers that can catch that thing too. Kyron should be catching all the, the football. So it's something where you can't really out him, but you are gonna be able to evaluate with this style of practice with how Marcus Freeman's doing things. And you know, the one of the things that's best about Marcus Freeman, he's from Dayton. So his managing skills are top tier. You know, he's gonna give him the right. He's gonna give him the right, you know, looks and
0: just had to squeeze <laughs> that in there, didn't you? Just had to squeeze that Dayton thing in
1: there. You know, we had – think about it. We had the NCR National Cash Register. You know, these are big companies. GM came out of Dayton. So just imagine the management level skills you gotta have, higher and fire skills you gotta have, being <laughs> being from a city like that. So Marcus Freeman is is more than just a football coach, man. This man is a is a life manager.
0: So he's built for
1: it. He built for it. We've been talking
0: about it the last week. Look, there is a symmetry. Ever since losing CJ to USC late, like the night before signing day, there's a symmetry between the quarterback room and the wide receiver room. Okay? This is not hard. This is not hard. The best wide receivers go where the best quarterbacks are. That's it. That's it.
1: And every receiver, every quarterback, has a best friend receiver on the team. Any tandem Absolutely. you've seen in college, they've been sort of good friends on and off the field. Like yes. Baker Mayfield, great relationship with C.D. Lamb. Right, you got C.J. Stroud. I know he's kicking it with all his boys at Ohio State. I know Bryce Young talks about his receivers all the time. Call them by their first name. Talking about John when it's really Mechie.
0: Mechie, right?
1: <laughs> he he called him John. So, I, and that's the thing I'm missing. I haven't seen Jack nor have I seen Tyler really dig into his their relationship with any of the receivers. It's been like those guys are down the hall and I'm down here and then we just get on the practice field, we we connect. You know, that's that's not at all an attractive recruiting piece. No. When you go and recruit as a receiver, you're like, hey, I'll t- hang out with the quarterback at all. No, nah, man, he uh he got his own life. <laughs> Cause that's that's not good either. So I'm yeah. gonna need Tyler to do a better job off the field and getting connected and better established relationships with recruits and your receivers because that matters. You know, the one thing that made us different in 2015 is that those guys were my friends. I knew what kind of Xbox games Will like to play. I knew what kind of food Breezy like to eat at the cafeteria. I knew Corey's whole presidential schedule for the student body. You know, I I knew our guys. You know, I when it worked out with Torrey and through the baseball one time, you know what I'm saying? So you got to have a relation with those guys off the field to really have a connection that you can win with on the field. So I know from just looking at the the program outside in, Tyler didn't really know them receivers like that. No. And 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 you could probably tell they probably didn't talk that much outside the field anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and it's it's crazy because one of the publications, man, that covers Notre Dame just kind of went hard and tired of talking about, well, he only started for a team one season. He didn't play last year, this, that, and other. It's like, man, either you can play or you can't. Like, man, football is really – look, either you have it or you don't. And either you, if you don't have it, either you're going to work hard to get it. Yeah. Like, it's – football is life. It's life, man. It's real deal, but it's life. Everybody goes through something. Everybody has to work hard to get to where they are. And it's no different. And it's the same thing with these coaches. Tommy Reese knows that they haven't had the quarterback room, right? He knows. Yeah. Dale I mean, Lattie he was knows. in it. Yes. He was in it. He was in it. <laughs> Dale no excuse. knows. He knows. He no knows. He knows. And Marcus Freeman knows. He knows, too. All right. For him to immediately get the job and walk down the hallway, like, hey, Jeff, let me holler at you for a second. That
1: was your first move.
0: Yo. Like, he knew. Like, I'm going to keep you around. Give you a Fiesta bowl check. But after that, it's a wrap.
1: Yeah, because I'm Yo. bringing in I'm bringing in real coaches.
0: Right. You know what I'm saying? And Dale but the thing is,
1: fighting. I think he still would still be there if he didn't get into it with Kelly. Yeah. I think he's still left because of Kelly. But he would still be there if it wasn't for Kelly, you know. <laughs> Facts. Like, we would have never had a Tim Quinn episode because Tim Quinn wouldn't have been there, you know.
0: Yeah. Connor Nepper says the team has connected with Freeman one month, in one month more than they did with Kelly in 12 years. Future of the program is promising.
1: See, I I wouldn't say – I see – listen, like, we still got to win games. I think the changes in how we run the program that Marcus Freeman has put in made the difference. But, you know, you can lose these kids quick if you're not winning. So, I don't want to say more than Coach Kelly did in 12 years, because let's be honest, them 12 years Coach Kelly put in a lot of work of consistency, which is the hardest thing to do in football. And, you know, you like your boss or not, you got to like him enough to win that many years in a row. So I'm not saying that we won 12 years for Kelly, but it was some sort of relationship for us to be winning all them games consistently enough through the years. So do we probably like Marcus Freeman better? Yeah, but there's a lot of things we like you know, we're trying to fall in love and make something really happen. So, that comes with wins.
0: You know how, and most of us, we have significant others. If you have a significant other, you know what I'm talking about. You know, she asks you to do something. Right? Like, she can't get to it, and she'll ask you to go to the grocery store, go grocery shopping, or she'll ask you to clean the kitchen, you know, and you do it to the best of your abilities, yeah. You don't do it the way she does it. You do it to the best of your abilities. You know what I'm saying? So
1: yeah, like cleaning the dishes, you clean them, but right. then you
0: clean them your way. But then you don't really clean the, you know, the granite countertop like she does. Yeah,
1: because you you thinking you thinking about the dishes. You said what about that's the microwave? You not that's gonna the get dish. the microwave? Right,
0: right. right. <laughs> you are not gonna clean out the <laughs> microwave? It's like you're like that's not in the that's not in the uh, the little dish water, that's- right? Right, and so that was pretty much the BK era, man. It's like in order to get to a national championship and win one, you had to get to that Nick Saban, yeah, Urban Meyer level. That's it. You know what I mean? And and BK was only willing to do his best.
1: He was only willing to get two thirds. He was like, "Mama, I did
0: good on the test. I got a C." Yeah. He wasn't willing to go. To that next level of other people, he was just willing to do his best
1: because he thing. knew he was. He he, was nothing constantly. could happen to him there.
0: Yeah, you know yeah. he was
1: in control his own destiny. If he he messed around, he won a championship. He like, oh, I got expectations.
0: Oh, bro, Dude. it wouldn't
1: have been twelve years. I tell you that.
0: <laughs> Look at Ed Orgeron. Patrick, Patrick said, "I get in trouble all the time for this. I don't <laughs> clean up to our standards. We all do." You know what's
1: funny? The standards don't be explained to when you're done. You know, don't, like,
0: you got to be very clear. <laughs> don't give me any outs. Don't give me outs.
1: I'm taking them. I'm right. Taking them. Well, shit. You didn't say the stove. <laughs> right. you, you didn't say the stove. So I'm going to just do good at what I know I'm
0: supposed to do. <laughs> Dude, that's all you asked me to do. You asked me to wash the dishes and sweep the floor. I did it.
1: Yeah, yeah, you you adding stuff, you moving the goalposts, you making it
0: seem like I came in here and didn't do nothing. Right. You didn't <laughs> ask me to mop. You didn't ask me to mop. That's not that's not what you asked me to do.
1: He said I can do it. You know, right. I wasn't thinking about it, but I can do it, but you can't put you can't put me out there like that. Man.
0: So yeah, dude, that you know, and it's cool. It's cool because as fans, we're appreciative of that. But man, can we get somebody that goes above and beyond? Yeah. That wants to go above and beyond.
1: Yeah, oh, hey, maybe Marcus know. Freeman to clean out the refrigerator. You
0: know, he ain't even Yo. asked for that. That's a that's a
1: springtime Sunday, Sunday morning type of thing. You and did it on the Wednesday. I know you <laughs> I know you serious about winning.
0: <laughs> that's what it takes. Let's get to it, bro. <laughs> Petty card. Pet, petticoat petty, pet, 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 it's time to get petty oh we did a good job executing now are you upset with something and fire up the petticoat Junction train
1: I just don't like you you don't no what is today's petty story?
0: Petty Duncan, each it every day, right here, every Nothing, Nothing Podcast, so, yo, in the Christmas spirit, man, Merry Christmas to everybody, all of these fools out here, stealing DoorDash, stealing Uber Eats, stealing packages off doors as people drop them off, that Christmas gifts, all of that, man, I gotta put you on the Petty train, man, this... And I understand it's tough times. It's tough times right now. But I've I've never been a, a proponent of crushing somebody else's dreams to make mine come true. But I guess it is what it is, man. I, I, I yo, we we talked about our experience with DoorDash this week. But I've had like three members of my family call and say, man, they stole. You know, the kids packages, the kids gifts off the front porch. Um just bowl, Like just in the ring camera, like, yo, what's up? Let me snatch these packages.
1: These right here, these I'm gonna go ahead take these dip off. And,
0: and the fiesta bowl is petty. I wanna put the fiesta bowl on the petty train, bro. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, but Oklahoma State and Notre Dame, the players and staff all got PS5s yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yo, y'all could have put that on the market, man. Y'all have to (laughs) put PS5s, man. First of all, most of the the cats already got PS5s. Most of them. And this is the thing. They selling those, dude. Yeah, you
1: done created a market for the players, man. They're
0: selling those.
1: Flip City out there.
0: Yo, they, every Notre Dame player put that on eBay last night.
1: Made some extra Christmas money, man.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Another $1,300. Easy. In the pocket. In the pocket.
1: Because they playing the PS5 now. I am
0: like that. Right. That's my point. <laughs> They're playing the PS5 now. So let's let's say that's about staff, players. Oh, you're talking about 100? There's a lot of people that
1: order Walmart PS5s that couldn't get them.
0: That's an extra 200 that could have been on the market at QVC, Walmart, yeah, GameStop, anywhere, you know Target, all the places, all of them.
1: So it just really coming down to one thing:
0: Come on, Santa
1: man. and Christmas has turned a bunch of y'all into Grinches. Yo, out here yeah, stealing the babies, stealing the babies' toys, stealing the man's door dash. Giving the presents to the wrong kids. I mean, good grief. Where have we come to? So everybody at Christmas time is a little petty.
0: <laughs> it's petty, young petty. Then one of the malls that's one of my favorite malls here in the Chicago land area. they had a shootout the mall. Like, what, what are we doing?
1: That's, not Oak, Christmas. that's Oak, not Christmas Oak, Oak Brook Mall.
0: <laughs> Oak Brook Mall back in the day was like the low-key mall, right? Yeah. Because you had the malls in the city and close around the city that most people went to. Oak Brook's about 35-minute drive.
1: Yeah, out the way.
0: Yeah, so it was real low-key.
1: They, they done brought the beef to Santa, man.
0: Dude, that's what we doing? Nobody in hey, a had- real
1: Christmas spirit. You supposed to be, you know
0: relax, get you some hot chocolate, some Mrs. Fields cookie, and just walk around. Then we used to go to the mall. See, this is when I know people are not happy with life. <laughs> and I hope it changes. I really do. It was back when I came home from college. If I didn't have money, I just walked around the mall to scope the scene.
1: Hey, that you know was what me? the move was. That was yes. the move.
0: And yes. everybody
1: would be back in town Yes. It'd be like a big, like a club social gathering. Now, everybody's beating down everybody's doors for packages. Man. They ain't even trying to talk. They like, man, you got that package? Oh, you got that TV? You
0: got that? Oh, you know what I'm saying? And that's, hey, this, that this was, this was the best problem. time
1: coming home from breaks.
0: This is one of the problems, bro. Right here. These young cats ain't got no game. None. This is their game, right Man, here.
1: No game. No, you know they be, I mean? they be shaking in their boots talking to somebody walking past. Man. Shaking in their boots.
0: Dude, you know what it was like? Oh, wait a minute, dude. You know what it was like to go to the mall.
1: With your homeboys.
0: And, and leave with, with papers like this folded up in your pocket, dude.
1: Hey, no, you would have thought you had a you bunch of I mean? little tickets.
0: Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You get to the crib, you pulling papers out like, all right, that's that number.
1: Yep. Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday plans okay. right there.
0: You know, everybody else Christmas shopping, I'm picking up numbers.
1: Cause you had to because you had to work hard for them numbers. You no. would not just it wouldn't know you wait around, she seen the message, she was, no. no, you right there, it's 30 seconds right there. Right. Because I gotta go, I gotta go to this store this way, you going this way, and I ain't really trying to stop in the middle of the mall. Right. So we need something quick. We need quick, right. what, what you what you got?
0: Eugene Williams said, man, listen, University Park Ball used to be the joint to walk around. <laughs> you know, that's, the people. that's all I'm saying. Like you said, everybody's home for Christmas. Everybody. Yeah. Good.
1: Old things, new things, TV you ain't a minute, you know.
0: Sit in the food court for a little bit. Yeah, minute. food
1: court. Food court. You ain't getting no food. You just oh. you're looking
0: to eat something else. You trying to get on the numbers. The that's right. Just scope of the scene so we're getting ready to get out of here man merry christmas to everyone malik you have an announcement for uh drawing for the fiesta bowl tickets
1: yes we do yes we do we got jamie out of rockville virginia she didn't show love so we want to show love right back because we spin it different on the lucky lefty podcast man shout out to jamie out of rockville virginia we're gonna get you right jamie
0: Woo! Congratulations, man. Big winner. Fiesta Bowl tickets. We are presented and featured by Onora Whiskey. Onorahwhiskey.com. It's that premium American whiskey. Go and get some today. Christmas time, whiskey.com That's what's up. Juan Lozado says, by the way, all my Nas fans, go listen to the new album with Hit Boy called Magic. It's all right.
1: You said it's all right.
0: It's alright. This is my first listen. This is my first listen.
1: If it's that good on your first listen, it ain't gonna get better. Oh, no, no. I didn't
0: say it was that good. I said it's alright. That's what I said. <laughs> you listen to what I said. Listen to what I said. And I, uh, I said God. on the back end, it is my first listen. This guy was a. So am gonna give very, it a second uh, listen. And look, I'm not a Hit Boy fan. Okay. I think so you don't like I don't, the
1: producer. Okay. I
0: think his drums are trash.
1: Mm, that's see that's saying a lot.
0: Yeah, I'm a drum. I'm a drum dude. Okay, so you listening yeah, for a certain Your point from a for, for me, my favorite producers are beats with the drums.
1: Okay.
0: Premier, Dilla, Dilla, Gay,
1: Dilla's is my favorite.
0: Drum masters. I love e- even uh Swiss beats. You, you know, got some bangers, yeah. Swiss is not like in my top five. But Swiss is a beat with, he's a beast with the drums. Like yeah. I do. You got to catch me with the drums from a production standpoint. I get
1: that. That's a fair, that's a fair listen. Cause you listening for a sound and he ain't really bringing.
0: That's, yes, that's what it is. You know, now, now I will say that, uh, that opening track, I haven't heard Nas flow like that in a long time.
1: He had a chance.
0: That's what, that, that caught my ear immediately. Yeah. Like, oh, snap. Like, okay.
1: Yeah, you don't want right. to do jigger problems with that ether. Here we go.
0: <laughs> Here we go. I thought it fit. I thought man.
1: it fit.
0: Man. <laughs> ND Irish Fan61. Glad to hear old school holiday talk from one longtime Irish fan to you, Shauna Malik. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well, ND Irish Fan61. Um, yeah, man. Look. I'm not this. I mean, I'm not being disrespectful. I just said my first listen wasn't mm-hmm. like an in-depth listen. You know how you put something on—that's a better explanation—and
1: said, "All right, you summed it up as
0: all right." Like, oh, 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 oh. It's, it's
1: all right. Uh, see, but I, you gotta, you gotta give the context of I ain't really listening for real.
0: That's not what I said. <laughs> see, see, that's not what I said, man. Stop putting words in my mouth. That's not what I said. What I said was. What I said was I was doing something else as I was listening. I have to give a more in-depth listen the second time I'm around, which I'll probably <laughs> do as I drive into work. <laughs> then I'll give my true assessment. Okay. Of what I think. Like I they like they always
1: say. they let the bars
0: fly over your head now. It'll be different if I just came out like yo, that's trash. Knowing <laughs> that I haven't knowing that I haven't given it a proper listen.
1: So you give it an eye to
0: kind of save the judgment. Exactly. You exactly. <laughs> exactly. 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 Because I can't go either way. I can't be like, oh, it's fire. I can't okay. say that. But so you're not going to say
1: it's trash, even though you kind of felt like what you was listening to wasn't up to par.
0: Well, no. I go in glass half empty because of Hickboy.
1: OK. That's so you're heart already heart thinking heart. the sound ain't coming off
0: right. Just for my personal preference. Got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, out of the last three, King's Disease was my favorite. Yeah. Out of the last three, uh, you know, I think from like tracks seven through like 12 on King's Disease 2, it was like, okay, like he picked up the pace. But other than that, you know. You you listen because it's Nas, not because it's Hit Boy. You understand know what I'm saying? Oh uh,
1: man, these these I mean these are real evaluations now. We not at least we can say this is an honest
0: evaluation. Oh, Nas is the reason why I clicked on the album. I didn't click on the album because it was Hit Boy. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. We've been listening to Nas off over suspect beats for a long time.
1: Yeah, he's never chose great beats, like never. Like so, he's known okay. for not choosing great beats.
0: So and nothing's over. changed. Nothing's changed. We've been listening to Nas lyrics over Suspect Beats his entire career.
1: Right, that's just his thing.
0: So <laughs> hit boy fits that mold. Suspect Beats.
1: Well, now we know. Well, hopefully you take another listen over that Santa holiday, man. You good? Uh, no, you I'm take a listen today. Okay, I'll take a listen today.
0: I'll take a listen today. We talk about it Monday. Let's do that. I'll I'll put myself on a petty train.
1: (laughs) For for non-honest evaluations. (laughs) You know? No doubt. I'm excited for this game, though, man. We get ready to see this game pop off New Year's. We're going to get a show in before that.
0: Now we can really, really talk about the game. Like, really, really talk about the game. You got to give your clean sheet before we get out of here.
1: That's right. Clean sheet. I think the key to victory for the three keys to victory for Notre Dame. We got to start fast, meaning I want to see a turnover in the first quarter. Mm. That's how fast I'm talking about. Turnover in the first quarter. 21 points by half. I don't think we've gotten beyond 21 points yet. I'll just say cap for 21 for the half. And we got to hold Oklahoma State's office under 300 yards. We do those three things. They're very specific things. We do those three things, we'll come out with a dub 100%. All
0: right. I can rock with that. See, this is the type of stuff you start right here. You won't be disappointed with the new Nas album. When was the last time... that's not C- supposed,
1: that's supposed C- to be an drop C- anything at all. Yeah, when
0: the last time Nas is playing catch up, If we're oh. talking about he <laughs> got a long way, he got a long way to catch up in hits, record, soul, Grammys. We can go down the list. Hope can sit out another 10 years and still be ahead. See,
1: I got see the thing is, I got our a Lil Wayne versus Whole versus list that we got to go through. We okay. can go song for song. And oh, I cool. think you'd be surprised.
0: How? Wait. How do you get? You can't the whole list. You don't. You don't get to pick the whole list. What you mean? This is just. Oh. This is his best. This is best you life. won't even dig. No, you won't even dig deep. This you is a general consensus. Water.
1: On no. Hove's best work.
0: That's all. You
1: this is a general consensus on Hove's best work. We put them songs in there. No.
0: No. 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 General consensus who? <laughs> You ain't got some lists off of, off of the internet. It's the internet. The internet know what they're talking about? No. <laughs> now I really don't respect it. I really don't respect it.
1: OK, well, I'm going to bring I my really list next time. It. We can go through it. See if you respect that list.
0: Just give me five of the joints you got now. Give me five of the whole joints you got on this list.
1: <laughs> Hold on. I got to pull it up. I got to pull it up. Let me give you one second. Let me pull it up. I know, you,
0: I know you didn't dig deep on features. I already know that
1: no, we ain't had to dig look. You know, we ain't had to dig dig on features because you know we trust we trust ho, right? We we trust our guy Ho.
0: You know what? We go ahead and put a versus uh uh we can make a playlist on title and just make it the lucky lefty podcast, Ho versus Wayne versus playlist. Yeah, that's definitely
1: because think of, okay. We got Encore, that's a great song for a versus.
0: Are you kidding me? That's
1: a great song for a versus encore, bro. Excuse me, miss. That's a great, that's a great song See, for a versus you don't you
0: don't watch verses, do you? <laughs> nobody playing excuse me, miss on a verses. man. Come on, man. Well, verses is about energy, man. Energy Ain't nobody energy. playing excuse me, miss. I bet you
1: know all the words. That
0: has nothing to do with verses. That's
1: not good strategy. What are you talking about? That's the that's the song to go to because you talk you talking about getting the fans hype and remembering the good times and the great songs and the hits. That's the one.
0: Go ahead. What's the next one? Man?
1: I'm, I'm real. Hold on. I'm real disappointed. You disregarding? Excuse me, this man. Encore, encore. Don't you want
0: more? You're not using encore in a versus, <laughs> man. Not not ex no no excuse me miss was the issue. I mean, if you you can use encore, that's fine. See, see, see,
1: hold on, we got to get your song because you you want to get mixtape songs and stuff. You want to get song for Biggie?
0: Yeah, he did it before sure. he was
1: even Jay Z. I'm
0: talking just, about Brooklyn's finance with Biggie. I'm talking, see, I'm pulling stuff. See, you pulling yeah, stuff? Yeah, exactly. that,
1: yeah, Here we exactly. go.
0: Exactly. Exactly,
1: so you're gonna be have an outdated list. You're gonna be talking about oh, you have people saying it's unreleased music. You know, you digging too deep in the crates. You got people thinking it's unreleased. No, no, no. <laughs> we didn't do that. Spotify playlist, Bob Wayne playlist versus your it, playlist. This is the Lucas right here,
0: Cuba, please. Y'all crazy. little Wayne, we get on stage and destroy Jay-Z. See, so I don't know here.
1: about destroy. See, they you're, talking you're
0: to you. are out of your mind.
1: See, it must be a young out
0: of, see, that's that foolishness, dude. <laughs> that foolishness. That's that foolishness, right? That's like Tyrone Woodley thought he was going to get in the ring and kill Jake Paul and got knocked out. The same thing's going to happen to Wayne. All y'all uh, be talking see, all that. See,
1: shit. see, you give it, you give you it, it too much like, credit. Like,
0: to get to like song ten, and cats are gonna be like, "Well, man, something wrong with Wayne's mic." Y'all gonna start making excuses then, and y'all gonna start making well this, well that. Nah, he just ain't that
1: dude.
0: Okay, we see. Not that dude. It Too much
1: only- Wayne slander. I'm gonna have to get off, man. Until we do this verse.
0: It can Kiss. only be one.
1: It Can only be one. That's right. It
0: can only be one. You know what? Look at this right here, dude. You're forty plus, and I know just as much about hip hop today than you do.
1: Okay, then we Period. go. You got My
0: age? I'm a real, I'm a backpacker. That ain't got nothing. Age has nothing to do. You are a real historian? I know more Wayne verses than you do. I guarantee that. I guarantee. it. I, um, I'm on Wayne's mixtape stuff before he hit big. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's had had you're cool. From that he did the first card.
1: See, see, that's what we got to pull from. They, people don't really respect Wayne before the uh, mainstream music. Thank you. If yeah, we talking non-mainstream music, Wayne up there.
0: Especially if Wayne, you can play Wayne's stuff that he wrote for the Hot Boys. If we doing that, if we just yeah. playing stuff that he contributed to, yeah. play his Hot Boys stuff. We should do a whole music
1: podcast now. Look, Look.
0: man, don't disrespect me because of my age. I'm not that dude. I'm not that dude. <laughs> I'm not that one, man. I'm not a bitter 40-year-old that's just stuck in my, my air.
1: Stuck in no. the air? No, you, you no, very credit.
0: I give credit to whom credit is due.
1: So and, yeah,
0: you to. are sorry. That's a sorry mindset if you think he's killing <laughs> hole. You're right.
1: got Sean started, man. Talk about good music, man.
0: Killing home Where? Once again, catching up. We, we all know the numbers don't line up for nobody. In hip hop, record no. soul Grammys. I'm lining up for nobody.
1: Well, it might Drake nobody. if we're talking about awards. What would you say? If we're talking awards, you're gonna have to put Drake up in there
0: now. i um, Drake playing catch up too.
1: Drake got a. Oh no, Drake! Drake climbing the charts pretty fast now.
0: He don't have it. He don't have the Grammys, dog. He, he had the Grammys. He
1: got, how many, man. Oh, Kanye got more Grammys. Yes. Kanye got about ten
0: Grammys. Yeah, I need mean, see. You just made a perfect hole is MJ <laughs> Kanye is Kobe.
1: Oh, uh, look, look. And,
0: and Drake and Wayne are LeBron.
1: LeBron now, and KD.
0: Wait, wait. So y'all go ahead and debate cuz see I don't uh, I'm not like y'all generation. I don't, <laughs> put, I don't automatically put LeBron over Kobe. I don't.
1: You got to okay. though.
0: That's a debate.
1: In a vacuum, you're putting LeBron oh,
0: over Kobe. Nobody's that's kidding. a debate. But that's a debate. That's not a debate. You, debate. Oh, yes. Oh, it's absolutely a debate. They're
1: debating Jordan and LeBron.
0: No. There's even a even. bigger debate over Kobe and Jordan. It's not even close. Jordan LeBron's not even close. Dude. Huh? Not even close. This man won defensive Player of the year and MVP at 38. That's not close. Bron ain't, winning. Bron ain't winning nothing near a defensive player of the year right now. But,
1: who's playing better in year 19 than LeBron James ever? It's not a person on the planet.
0: Big. Once again. It's not a person
1: on the playing, planet. You talk okay, about
0: 38. Who's so, playing better than LeBron? So. Like, I'm going to take Herm Edwards. Why do we play the game? Why do we play? Why do we play? Because either we're going to talk stats or we're going to talk why we play the game. Okay. One or
1: the other. One or the other. What are we doing? If we're playing the game.
0: Once again. Once LeBron again. I got it. Tell me, tell me this ain't pimp. Tell me this ain't pimp. You win three straight. Wait, wait, wait. You win three straight. And step away. Step away. Like, y'all, I'm going to give y'all a chance. <laughs> so
1: hey, I'm going to give y'all wait. a chance.
0: Right. And then come back. It went three straight again. Are you kidding me?
1: Now, let's be honest. It was only a honest year.
0: About what would be like he
1: stepped away and, and went into Buddhist monkism or something.
0: No, he wouldn't play baseball.
1: Just for a year? It wasn't a long time. You think well, Michael Jordan would uh, forget to play me, basketball one year? To
0: listen to me. He left the league and said, hey, man, y'all can't do nothing with me. So I'm going to step away. Y'all, during get that game. year, he right. stepped
1: away. Scotty was one of the top players, if not one
0: of the top right. players. So, right. so he You're all right. he had to do was be better than Scotty. You're right. Wait, wait, That's wait, what was much. You're right. You're right. Scotty had an MVP year. What did Scotty do the following year? Y'all about it. The better player that. came back. The better player came back. No, 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 no. <laughs> At the time that he came back, 50 games into the season, 50, 60 games to the season, what was Scotty doing? And the Bulls were five hundred. Y'all, y'all don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. The Bulls were trending down and trash. Y'all don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Once again, y'all want to throw Scotty. 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 Scotty had one good season at this level. He and did. Then the next season, he fell off. <laughs> so, he you fell not, off so you, so you're not getting
1: behind Scotty talking about Jordan
0: and all that, huh? It's like the zoo. Bulls went to the conference finals. Yes, that year after. Why? Because they still had B.J., they still had Horace Grant, they still had Scottie Pippen. Oh, yeah, they went to the conference. First of all, they didn't go to the conference finals. They lost to the Knicks in the semifinals. Get it correct. Get it right. But what happened the next year? Could Scottie reduplicate that? Can he stay on that level? No. Thank Thank you. Thank you. It's all about Doing it over and over again, yeah. like Kobe, like LeBron, or like MJ. So, stop. Stop. <laughs> stop. Scotty
1: this, dude, when they fly.
0: this dude told the league, I'm going to give y'all two years to catch up. Two years. And you still couldn't catch up to me.
1: Well, what's harder, taking a break or going nine straight? See that even runs taking a break or going nine straight. I feel like nine straight all three
0: games and add up. Hey, now. hey dude, look at this. Look at this. Look at <laughs> now. See this right here. This show. I'm gonna show, you how fair I am. I'm gonna show you how fair I am. Look, look at this. You see what J-Man said? Yeah. He said he's absolutely correct. He's absolutely correct. Now he's absolutely correct.
1: Now you talk about correct. Biggie dude. only got a couple albums.
0: So what do you mean? That ain't got. What does that mean? In comparison to JD's, Jay Z's catalog. So what are we talking about? Who's the better MC?
1: Body of work, obviously. Is it's gotta be body two. of work. It's gotta
0: is, be is he two for two. Is he two for two? out? He's Definitely two for two. Definitely two for two. Two for two. That's all you can go on. He's two for two.
1: He's he's two, two. I think he's a better MC. Like I, I would much rather that. go see Biggie. I agree with that. Rapping person,
0: I can be, Bring me Biggie. Don't come talk to me about Lil Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that crap. Man. I don't want to hear that crap. Hey, <laughs> come on, man. So Biggie's acceptable. Lil Wayne's yeah. not acceptable. Bro, Wayne's last three albums, Malik. See, it's it's Malik. a change oh, no, no, in music no, no, no. though.
1: It's a no. change in music that last three albums.
0: No, no, no. I don't care about the change in music. Darn well, the last three albums are not at the same level.
1: You're not getting the same Wayne in them last.
0: Absolutely, but you don't have to get the same Wayne and drop down. You can get a different Wayne and it still be fire. It's
1: it's 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 tuned to a different crowd. That's all. That's
0: not true,
1: but it definitely is. Not true. The last three are tuned to a different card. And, and one is past its
0: release date. Like
1: the only if you have one-way
0: ears. Maybe you have one-way ears. I don't <laughs> have one-way ears. Because <laughs> I'll hop in the car right now and listen to Joshua Tree, you two Joshua Tree, all the way down.
1: Wait a minute. You got to think about it, though. One of his releases, the Carter Five, should have been released five, six years ago. So, so it's, it's just out of place in time. But if it dropped when it was supposed to drop, we wouldn't be having the same sentiments about his last couple music. Also, mm. you got to think Wayne was the better MC. If we talk about Biggie over Jay Z as MC, Wayne's a better MC than Jay Z. Jay Z just knows how to make music that spans the the test of time. That's different.
0: That's cool, but you're getting away from the argument, which is the verses. That's all debatable. I don't okay. have a problem with that. My point is that versus would be that versus would be what what uh Cincinnati did at Notre Dame Stadium this year. Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh. Control well,
0: the game. It'll be a nice close game in the fourth quarter, but when you look at it for the fullness of it, Cincinnati had control of that entire game. Ah uh, look. <laughs>
1: they,
0: Jay will control that entire versus, dude. Yeah, entire well, verse.
1: It's something worth seeing. It's definitely something worth seeing. Him having the whole nobody can even step on the stage. I don't think that's true.
0: Dude, I, I think I think Lil Wayne will have a problem in the verses against Kanye.
1: But those are all the greats, though. You talking about top three?
0: That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, uh, well, oh, you know,
0: this yeah. stuff right here. That's what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, they ain't, ain't is, Kiss
0: is a better lyricist than Lil Wayne.
1: It depends That's on what you want to hear. Depends on what you want to hear. Wayne can the talk a little bit. with that. Yeah, if you want to, if you want the hardcore, how the game go, Jada Kiss. But if you want a, a versatile sure. lyric, melodic, melodic lyrics, gotta go with Wayne. Everything wrong with Rain. You like, dang, how you, how you put that together?
0: <laughs> As he, J Cole lyrically was smoke Drake. See, I don't, I don't disrespect Drake.
1: Yo, know, Drake is like is, is is the Beethoven of our like Drake, time.
0: Drake, Drake gets a lot of respect for me because
1: musically, he's just got it, man. He just, he just put it together so smooth.
0: You know, and I do. J. Cole is one of those dudes.
1: That brings you back to like how you thought about rap in high school, where it was all lyrical and it meant
0: something, and it was
1: good music.
0: You know what? You know, you know what? J. Cole only has like two speeds to me.
1: Okay, I, I like that analogy. Yes, I, his, I agree he with his that. His
0: rhyme pattern is da 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 yeah. da. like his rhyme pattern is the same. You do. He has two rhyme patterns, maybe three. And it doesn't matter what the beat is,
1: cause he go he talking to you the whole time. He ain't rapping Absolutely. to you, he's talking to you.
0: Right. So I'm like, I'm but that's Jay Z. Jay Z don't have no
1: different patterns. He just he just be kicking it to you. But that's what make him classy. He just kick it to you. He just he ain't, see how the, he ain't got
0: to disrespect. Just oozes he ain't out of
1: no different no different octaves. He ain't doing no no no. See how different. the
0: disrespect just oozes out of you. Just oozes out of you. Bro. <laughs> d What's up, D-Beezy? Merry D-B-Z. Christmas to you. Says uh, reasonable or ill It depends on the day. I got to keep it real. <laughs> I'm, I got to be honest. Yeah. I got to be honest. It depends on the day. Like, it's days that yo, ill because you know, music takes you back to, like, that time.
1: Yeah, what you were feeling that time. Oh,
0: Illmatic takes me back to, like, being on campus, yo. And mm. Reasonable, Reasonable Doubt takes me to, like, that summer. Oh, you know? see? That's two yeah. different vibes, Yeah, man. so it's two different vibes. It's like, that was a really good summer, that Reasonable Doubt summer. And, like, I remember going to the Midnight Sale at Rock Records on Green Street. And grabbing oh, that Illmatic and throwing it in the Nissan Sentra, like, yo, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life.
1: Nah, straight up.
0: You know, so it hits. They both mean two totally different things to me, man.
1: Well, for Christmas, let's say if you had to pick one for Christmas,
0: which one would be? Which one call, would be
1: under your tree?
0: I wake up tomorrow morning, and I tell. You know, I'm telling Google Play to play. I probably, Christmas, I probably would play Illmatic. Yeah. I probably would play Illmatic tomorrow. Yep.
1: See, I like that you took your time with that
0: one. It wasn't a rush decision. Because... Like Real Talk, man, like Reasonable Doubt was like lingo. I had never heard, mm. like I never, you know, like that Hustler, Yeah. like Jay did it. He was coming with it with a smooth, different. Like we had heard like gangster, you know, Hustler talk. Yeah. Cause Cats in the South was doing that.
1: But he ain't see it on the, the melodic level where. But, it, no, he was, yeah, he was doing the
0: Hustler talk a different way. So it was kind of like, yo, this is crazy. Man, I remember the first time I heard life's a Bit," Come on, I was like, yo, this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Whose world is this? Dude, it ain't hard to tell. Fam, I was done. Done. I was done, and this was the time back when that dropped, there was no instant, something drops, and we have instant reaction to it.
1: Nah, it's something that it builds up. It was like up. a
0: wave, wave coming from the East Coast, and by the time it got to the Midwest, it was just like, yo, this is incredible. We've never heard anything like this in hip-hop ever.
1: Ever. Nah, like the, album,
0: the album literally changed the game. It literally changed It did. Changed
1: the game. It did. I mean, it made everything different after that.
0: As much as I love Jay, like, I'm honest.
1: You and LeBron definitely are hip-hop historians.
0: I don't know about that other dude, but (laughs) I don't don't know.
1: So you you don't like his basketball? You don't like his music history, knowledge? You don't like none of that about Bron? man. See, see
0: this this is when you know people and their feelings. Nobody who did did, did anybody. We ain't who disrespected Wayne. Disrespected Wayne? No. nobody disrespected Wayne.
1: We talking about he's up there you with the why? greats, so it's it's worth talking about.
0: Nobody disrespected Wayne. Exactly. Uh, all right, man. We uh we gave out. Hey, if Driscoll was in this conversation, all he would say is Wu Tang. That's his favorite. That's Wu-Tang. his. That's his whole
1: thing is Wu Tang. Wu
0: Tang. That's it. All right, man, we'll see you guys. We'll be back Monday, rebroadcasting of our top three shows this weekend on the Lucky Lefty Podcast YouTube channel. From my boy Malik Zaire, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Be safe. Spend it different.
1: That's right.